Welcome to the Feel Good Parenthood podcast, your go-to mum crew for all things parenting. I'm Courtney, the no-nonsense, cut-the-fluff, multitasking gin enthusiast. I'm Steph, your source for zero bullshit advice, coffee lover and eye rolls. And I'm Emma, the woo mama of the group, juggling snacks and deadlines. We're keeping it sweary and messy with a good dose of tips and tricks that you can actually try at home. Because let's face it, if we can't laugh at the chaos, we are probably going to cry. So grab your coffee, hide in the closet if you need to, no judgment from us, and join us every week for your dose of feel-good parenthood. Let's dive in. Hi, guys, and welcome back to the Feel Good Parenthood podcast. You've got me and Steph today, and we are going to be talking all about the wonderful, actually not wonderful, I take that word back, the horrendous, (laughs) horrific, Mm. not so wonderful world of mouth breathing and snoring and, um, you know, sleep disordered breathing and all of those wonderful, not as wonderful, see, I've got to stop saying that word, Um, (laughs) all of those things that actually we are not educated in as mums at all. And until you've it, or GPs, yeah, so I can go there. But we're actually not educated in looking out for these signs and symptoms of what sleep apnea could be or sleep disordered breathing can be. And both Steph and I are going through um, similar things with our own children. And it's only because we are certified in sleep consulting that it was something that we picked up on and were able to advocate for with our own children. Um, because again, it's just not something that's spoken about enough, but the impact of it on your child's health, their sleep, mm-hmm. and of course their development mm-hmm. is freaking major. So the yeah. first thing I thought we could just kind of wrap it up in a few words or less, um, mm-hmm. just understanding and defining and kind of explaining to you like, what is snoring? What is mouth breathing? And what are some of the common causas around it? So Steph, mm-hmm. do you wanna hit us with some? Yes. Tips and tricks and hacks. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Just a tip to uh, completely get rid of your child's major, major. (laughs) Um, Okay, so like obstructive sleep apnea is basically when your child is breathing in a way that is like their their breathing's impacted and it generally comes out while they're sleeping, but there are also signs and symptoms that also then knock on into the day. But Firstly, the first thing to note, and this is probably the most important part, is snoring is not normal. Okay? No. People think, oh, it's no. so cute. It's not Look cute. Snoring. It's not no. cute. If your two-year-old mm-hmm. is snoring like a freight train, that is not cute. That is a big, big, big red flag. Big red flag. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um mouth breathing as well like we'll see photos of newborns and they've got their mouth wide open like they're catching flies and again people oh it's so cute look at them that's not cute that's not cute no so sleeping on their tummies with their bums up in the air this was like Mm. one for my little boy Mm. um and even with my knowledge of sleep I still didn't get onto it as soon as because I was like oh is it you know you question yourself so but yeah like and and heads tilted really far back is another one yeah so it should be like real, like, so if they're on their tummies with their bums in the air, that can also be a sign that they're cold. But if their head mm-hmm. is like hyperextended, we wish we could show you yes. what we're doing right now. But like you stretch yeah. your head oh. like right back, <laughs> like you're trying to, like they're trying to look over mm-hmm. sort of behind them sort of thing. Mm-hmm. That can, that can be a sign of it. Um, yeah. So there's a lot of different things and this can have like major impacts. So basically 
like how this has all come about is like back in the day, our jaws used to be really, really wide and really, really strong because we were constantly chewing on like raw meat and roots and just like really hard, tough stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And so our jaws were nice and strong and it had heaps of room for our airways. But now because our food is also processed and really, really mm-hmm. easy to eat, we don't spend hours and hours a day chewing. So our jaws have actually narrowed, which, and our, our like palates have, have gone up and things like that. So it's actually, there's actually not enough room in our heads for our adenoids and our tonsils and all of the things that can, you know, that can give us grief when we're sleeping like there needs to be room for that stuff yeah yeah um yeah and teeth even as well like they already teeth yeah 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 teeth Mm. is like a major one too so in terms of like i mean that's like the primitive i guess you could say reason for why this kind of stuff is coming up but also on top of that um there are intolerances so Mm. allergies and intolerances so my son is definitely one in the intolerances basket and we found that his sleep was really badly um impacted by dairy um Mm. to the point like he was grinding his teeth really badly um screaming and calling out loudly in the middle (laughs) of the night yes Mm. yeah um but interestingly once we removed dairy his sleep improved significantly however Mm. was still waking up in the morning saying i'm tired yawning Mm. his head off still Mm. at nearly four years old will fall asleep in the car at the right time of the day for an extended period of time so like all of those kinds of things were painting a pretty clear picture that his breathing wasn't quite working the way it should be working and, mm. and behaviorally as well. That's another one. Mm. Like I've, one. every time I work mm. with a client, regardless of whether they sleep or their behavior or parenting client, um, mm. it's always still a question that I ask, like how, one, how is sleep? Two, mm. are they mouth breathing, snoring, whatever? What are you noticing in these areas? And so often they're going off to see a specialist about it and mm. they're going, oh my God, we've got like grade four size tonsils mm. and adenoids and, and ridiculous mm. stuff and they're having to have them removed and then it mm. resolves a multitude Magically. of issues that they've got going through the day there's your hack like overnight <laughs> there's your hack <laughs> go get them yeah. operated on <laughs> yeah um, it's so true and look we are going to go through like some signs and symptoms in a minute but i think firstly it's really important that we talk about like what's the impact like not just the day-to-day but like the long term right because mm-hmm. This, it's just not painted as a serious enough thing. And, you know, people say like, oh, it wasn't a problem back in Ada. Again, our, we're, we're evolving and not in a good way, um, mm-hmm. which is why we're now seeing like a rise in things like tides and, and adenoids and tonsils and things like that and high palates and like braces and mm-hmm. like issues with teeth and all of the things. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, like firstly, obviously, when they are snoring or they're having issues with breathing while they're sleeping, they're not sleeping properly. Which, yeah, I mean, you know, we know we know that kids need to sleep because it there's a multitude of things that happen while they're sleeping, mm-hmm. um, that we might go into in another episode. But even if they mm-hmm. are sleeping, and this is a big red flag that Court had, and I also had with my with my middle child, where they're sleeping like a an average amount of time for for their age. Like my four year old was sleeping, you know, sort of anywhere between ten to twelve hours overnight, but mm-hmm. the quality isn't there. So they might be like real tired or their yeah their behaviors playing up or they're falling asleep in the car or things like that so the yeah. quality 
like the quality needs to be there as well. It's not just about the quantity, mm. it's the quality of their sleep. And like just super grisly through the day. So it's like, mm. like even just in their terms of like their, their development and it's not necessary mm. that they're behind in any way, shape or form, but it's just like their capacity to try new things mm. or the level of frustration is like mm. so much more intense. And it's mm. like, so on a behavioral perspective, you are saying like way more intense shit kind of going down because mm. they're fucking tired. They're tired yeah. kids. Yes, they might be sleeping through the night, but they're actually mm. waking multiple times a night, just popping themselves back to sleep because mm. that's what they've learned to do. Yeah. But they're not like it's sleep disordered breathing. Like our bodies mm. need oxygen. Our brains yes. need oxygen. And so it should be coming in through our nose. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 And if it's being interrupted or it's something is going wrong there, mm. of course our kids are not going to be getting the sleep that they need mm. to be able yeah. to cope with what's going on during the day. Really? Yeah. To go into yeah. this, like I highly recommend um Breathe by James Nestor. It's a book. It's quite an easy read. And he actually did an experiment with a friend of his where they blocked up their nose and could only breathe through their mouths for like a month. And the changes in their like well-being, the way that they looked, the way that they felt like brain fog, all of that mm. sort of stuff. Like by wow. the end of the month, they were both like bordering on depressed. Like it was so That's bad. Nice. Yeah. Mm. So mm. this is like, it is a real problem. Um, mm. And okay. I think the the reason why it's even more of a problem is that there's just not enough education on it. Mm. Like you, you're even going to a GP and they're laughing at you going, no, we don't mm. take those out unless they've had tonsillitis 12 times yeah. or something yeah. ridiculous. And it's like, that's mm. just, you actually have to be prepared to, and we can talk about that coming up soon, but you have mm. to be prepared to really advocate and to keep going until you've actually got somebody who's going to listen to you and give you that mm. referral or self-refer yeah. as well. That's another thing. Yeah. 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 So, Nuts. yeah, some of the signs, mm. signs of this. Kind of snoring, um, mouth breathing. <laughs> yeah, snoring. So, like, <laughs> I think tilted it's, back, yeah. Yeah, I think it is important to, like, you know, go through sort of, like, how to pick these as well, right? So I have been mm. recently doing a course written by a pediatrician and respirologist. Um, Lovely. Oh, it, it was so helpful for me actually because my son was doing this stuff too and I'd been to the GP and he'd said, like, I'd been to an orofacial myologist, who, so she's a dentist, mm -hmm. and she told mm -hmm. me that my son's tonsils were grade three to four. And I was like, well, mm -hmm. that sounds pretty bad. So I went to the to the GP to get a referral and I took her referral letter with me and he was like, they're barely grade one. And I was like, oh, <gasps> okay. Um, or And this is as a sleep consultant, guys, so, like, this is – you know, it, it's still hard to advocate. So I'm going to tell you exactly how how I learned to advocate. Um, but like you'll get stuff like that where they're like, oh, it's barely grade one. And then on the referral letter, they're going to write things like, you know, mum insisted upon a referral. Yeah. So you're going to get triaged way down the line, right? So if you yeah. can go into the doctor's, and like when you go in and you list their symptoms, they have to note those on the referral. So you need to know mm. your symptoms. So some of the symptoms and how to how to know what they look like because you know it sounds kind of mm -hmm. sounds kind of hard, right? So like snoring's an obvious one, but like how often do they snore and how loud is it? Like if you can you hear it like only when you're in the room? Can you hear it from the hallway? Like do they snore all mm. night? Do they snore some of the night? Like how many nights a week? The more of that sort of stuff that you can have, obviously without like 
standing over their beds for an entire week watching mm. them sleep. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like if you've got an outlet, that might be really helpful. Um, mm-hmm. You know, things like that. If they are mouth breathing, a good way to tell this is like if their mouth is hanging open, just grab two fingers, put them under their chin and gently close their mouth. And if they continue breathing, then you know, potentially, then they're probably breathing through their nose, but their mouth is open. So you could look at like, I don't know. You can put a mirror in front of their mouth. That works as too. well. Yep. So put a yep. mirror, yeah, and it'll you'll see the little steam the, marks come the out breath. if they are breathing through their mouth. Mm-hmm. Yep, easy way to do it. Yeah, the hyperextended one again, just like bump up the bump up the temperature. If they stop mm-hmm. sleeping on their bellies like that, really easy way to tell. Um, Mm -hmm. some other things that you might see, and this is another one that commonly gets laughed at is if they sleep, like they're real messy sleepers. So you might put your toddler into their bed and they've got like a pillow and a blanket. And when they get up in the morning, like the blankets on the floor and the pillows over there, and like they're, you know, Mm. sleeping like with their head over the edge of the mattress and they're sleeping in really Mm. strange positions, like and constantly moving. Yeah. We should like little octopuses in bed. Nah, yeah, yeah. my son's the same. Yeah, that yeah. was another tell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, sweating can be a sign yeah. of it. Um, bedwetting. So this was yeah. the biggest one for me. So my son is five in May and mm. still wears a nappy overnight, which I know is still within the realm of, but like mm-hmm. bearing in mind, he was fully day toilet trained at like two, just after two. So like quite a large difference there. And it is a hormone thing. Like you can't force night training. Um, mm. They develop a hormone that stops them from producing urine. But like my first son was fully like out of nappies at three, like just after he turned three years old. Um, mm. So that can be another sign that there is some some issues there. Um, If they are mouth breathing during the day, it's another really good sign. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. If they're waking up, yeah, saying that they're still tired. Like they went to bed at 7 o'clock that night, woke up at 7 a.m. and they're like, man, I'm so tired, like falling asleep again on the couch. Mm. Grinding grinding teeth is teeth another grinding. one. Though yeah. when I went to the GP and I brought up lots of these symptoms, who goes, oh, you just need to do some worming. Mm. um I actually had a really negative experience with that GP because it was it was over the phone and I said look I just want a referral to an endos and throat specialist that the whole point of a GP is that they are generalized they are not the experts they need to refer out um and and I said to her like I listed off all of the things and I said can we just Mm. um get a referral and she said oh absolutely not um Mm. and then actually hung up on me when I pushed her harder (gasps) for it which is incredibly I could not I could not believe it when it happened I could not believe it um and I and it was because they said look I'm not talking out my ass I do know what I'm speaking about and then she asked me to list off my credentials and oh. I said, excuse me? I'm a parent. <laughs> it doesn't matter what my credentials are. I'm telling oh. you now that I feel like something is not right. Please send me to a specialist mm. so that I can get there. And then as it turns out, grade three and grade four. Mm. So yeah. we, I was freaking right. And now we're in the waiting list for, you know, to go and get that um, surgery yeah. sorted. Yeah. But just don't take the first person's answer seriously. Opinion. Yeah. Another thing that has been linked to to OSA or to like issues with their breathing is actually like hyperactivity. So if you're mm-hmm. kind of like on wait lists to be looking into like things like like diagnoses, ADHD. like ADHD, things like that, it mm-hmm. can, it can, there's 
quite a quite a um strong link. strong link between those two and quite a quite a strong mm. opinion by a lot of people i think that they're still um researching this as to whether or like how mm. many kids actually do have adhd or how many kids just aren't breathing properly <laughs> um yeah yeah so yeah behavioral changes is another one so like Hort said like like really extreme moods and again all of these things on their own may just be that your yeah. child has like a really really big personality or like you know just has something totally but yeah but it's if, all about like, building you're, the picture yeah if you're hearing a lot of these things and you're like yeah my kid does that my kid does that my kid does that my kid does that um the other thing as well and this is what they sort of said to me was like a big sign that this is impacting their lives severely is that if Mm -hmm. other people see these behavioral issues so not just at home because they obviously feel safe at home they you know will will show us the worst of them but like if they're being cared for by grandparents and their grandparents are like we just can't control them like if they're doing things like that at school um Mm. that is a big ace card if if they're doing things like mm. that. So when you mm. go to the doctor, and again, if you've forgotten any of these, like either rewind or drop into our DMs on Instagram, we're yeah. so happy to chat this through with you. But if you're noticing a bunch of these signs, like go into the GP and say, I suspect obstructive sleep apnea because my kid is doing X, Y, Z. I want you to write this on the referral and I want you to referral me, refer me to this ENT. And if they refuse, mm. then be like, I want to speak to your boss. Mm-hmm. because yeah. these are valid signs and I'm sorry, but like mm. sometimes you do need to walk in there and just really mm. advocate for your child. And it's hard for mums mm-hmm. because, you know, we were grown up it to is. be like, yeah. don't rock the boat, don't be rude, like all of the things. Sometimes you need to be fucking People rude. Please, uh... <laughs> yeah. Mm, yeah, you do. Well, I well for us, we ended up having to go and pay to see a private GP mm. to yeah. be taken seriously and not to be yeah. shoved out the door within five minutes type yeah. thing or have to wait months at this point yeah. for an appointment so yeah. like and and otherwise you have to do it over the phone so we pay mm. for a private and mm. then he did some investigating into like some of the top ENTs and then anyway mm. as it turns out we found one um that we had to drive a couple of hours to um mm. yeah and then yeah you just yeah you gotta gotta have the conversation with the person who knows the stuff yeah 100 percent. the GP some is of- just the stop gate <laughs> Yeah. Some ENTs don't love to um, pull out tonsils yeah. and adenoids under like two or three years old. And apparently this is like some mm. kids do grow into it, but like whatever. But some of the earlier signs as well, because you you yeah. may not notice like the behavioral issues in an infant, but the, these are still present in infants. So things like yeah. feeding problems, recurrent ear infections. If you're getting yes. lots and lots of ear infections and they may just need grommets, it might not be an issue with mm-hmm. their adenoids or tonsils, but that's a valid reason but to it's go all, see an it's all connected like ears, known, yeah. ears yeah. nose and throat they're all connected yeah. so yeah still yeah. going to the yeah. same person <laughs> yeah 100 percent. um a lot of like uh issue uh, issues um instances of like tonsillitis and stuff like that can also be a thing mm-hmm. like they can get issues like that or a lot of sore throats um mm-hmm. another one as well to watch out for especially if you do co-sleep with your child is if they ever stop breathing and then gasp for breath after a period of holding their breath. So it might sound like when you are swimming and you've been under a little bit too long and you kind of come up for air and you're like, (gasps) like that sort of thing. It might not be quite that dramatic, (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but like if you're hearing things like that while they're sleeping, um, that they're good reasons to at least go and go and get it checked out. Like worst case scenario, they tell you that there's nothing wrong. 
Um, totally. And I think that yeah. that's the key. It's mm. like, because the reason why I sat on it for so long is because we did a lot of other things. So we were looking at um, like naturopath, um, making sure there mm. were no nutrient deficiencies. Um, mm. We removed dairy. So we saw mm. such an improvement with these things, but mm. there was still stuff that wasn't 100% yeah squared away yep. and then I was like right let's just let's just bite the bullet go and see the mm. and rule it out if it's not a thing and can keep investigating but it's yep. not yeah you yeah you just have to be the person that's willing to do the work and it's it's like healthcare I know in in Australia and New Zealand it's not good it's not mm. good at the moment and it's got mm. a long way to go to get back to where it was with mm. why actually being quite proactive in this is so key because otherwise you'll be waiting that's a long and like and guys like okay sleep is not good enough like you want your child's sleep to be as good as possible and if there are things like this standing in their way Mm. they're just yeah cannot recommend it enough and um i think like in terms of like um management strategies we probably like mm, move on to that one totally but yeah just just understand that just because child is snoring doesn't mean that they have to wake all night every night Mm. okay they can still learn to resettle Mm. but they're gonna need a lot more from you to get to that point yeah that makes sense yeah so we're not going hardcore with any really rigid sleep training strategies like this is not the child to do that with it's real gently gently gradual changes a little bit at a time stuff and if you like if you do think that your child does have something like this but you need some help with their sleep like please reach out to a sleep consultant that knows what they're doing because we are going to be able to create that plan in a way that your child is actually going to be able to do it with like don't do that on your own that's like expert level shit like it's not jumping on and like googling Ferber and just giving it a crack like you need you need help with that one and we can also help you to advocate Mm. as well like when you've got like mm-hmm. e- extra experts kind of being like, hey, these are the signs that I'm seeing, like all of the things mm-hmm. um, can really help. But obviously like cleaning up their sleep hygiene, like routines, bedtime routines, you know, making sure that they're sleeping an adequate amount of time for their age, yeah. all of that stuff will help to get their sleep to a point like where, you know, potentially the quantity is there, but the quality is still maybe a little mm. bit dicey. But, yeah, just because they're snoring, it doesn't mean that you just go, oh, well, I guess we have to wake up 100 times a night. Like, you know, we no. can get some mm. improvement so that it's not as bad. Mm-hmm. While you're waiting to be seen, yes. 100%. Because yes. you still yep. need to be able to sleep and live a life and do all 100%. of the things that need to be done as parents and for children growing and all the rest of it. Mm. You still need to be able to get to a point where it's survivable. Um, and, like, Honestly, I'm, I don't, like, and I might be the exception here, but I don't understand why, like, my child's sleep being impacted by something like that should then impact the entire family's sleep. Like, that makes no no fucking sense at all. That's, like, me waking my husband because I've got insomnia and being like, babe, I can't sleep, so you have to stay up with me. Like, it makes no Mm. sense at all. No, no, Um, not at all. Especially if you are dealing with, like, explosive behaviour. Like, you need to be be sleeping. You need to be be getting as much sleep as you possibly can be to be dealing with those, the backlash of of that. Um, Mm. Mm. But, yeah, like, where do we go? Where do we go if this is an issue for us, Court? Yep, we need to head to our GP. You can mm. also go to a paediatrician as well. However, 
pediatrics and pediatricians or whatever they're still generalized as well so they're still Mm. going to refer you out if your Mm. first answer from a gp or a pediatrician no go take a second opinion go and seek third opinion like it's okay to go and do more um when you're not getting what it is that you're after um Mm. the other thing is the dentists what are they called steph the orofacial myologist yes they're a good one to go to i always never remember that word yeah, I know. It's so hard, eh? <laughs> oh, it's a big um, word. It is. Like, even just normal, like, pediatric dentists, they look into kids' mm-hmm. mouths all the time. So they can be mm-hmm. a really to get on your side as well, especially if you're really struggling to get that referral. So if you've got, like, mm-hmm. the referral from the dentist who are saying, like, yeah, look, their tonsils are fucking massive or, you know, mm-hmm. they've got issues with their teeth, like their teeth are really crooked, like they're, they've got really high palates, things like that can all be signs like if they had ties mm-hmm. when they were babies and they had to be had yeah. to be revised or anything like that where the dentist is like oh yeah there's problems in their mouths already mm-hmm. and they're mm-hmm. snoring there's a fairly good chance that you've probably got You're something guessing. there mm. yeah yeah um i was also going to say like the x-rays thing um yes. because some mm. some will do x-rays and some won't do x-rays and yeah, if you're not getting the answer maybe the first time and they're just looking in the throat, you might need to push yeah. for x-rays as yeah, well. Yeah, that's how they tell if the adenoids are, are oversized because mm. you can't tell that with the naked eye because they're like up like behind your nose somewhere. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, like just making sure that you're kind of covering covering everything your off. Bases. And if, like, guys, if you think there's something wrong, keep pushing. Mm. Do not take no and for an for answer. anything, eh? Yeah. Oh, like, 100%. Mommy intuition. Like yeah. money intuition down mm. like every single freaking time. Just yeah. stand your bloody ground and do what you've got to do for your kids because it's your kids' well-being mm. and your own and your family's well-being. Yeah. You guys want to thrive. It's not just about survival. Like it doesn't need mm. to be a constant shit show. And sometimes mm. just having the answer is enough for everybody to just go, oh, okay. Yeah, like I definitely felt us. like a lot of relief. I was like, oh, finally, yeah. like I finally got an answer. Like, but it mm. still took me, like even knowing all of this shit, it still took us, you know, a good year or so of sitting on it before we did something properly, you know, yeah. about it in terms of going to see an ENT. Yeah, we were the it's same. We ended up going to a different GP who was like, yep, his tonsils are a pretty decent size. The ENT was like, I'll take them out. And I was like, let's do the sleep study first because I'll often do a sleep study because they need to check. Mm-hmm. Like OSA is actually on a spectrum. So it's like if they're mm-hmm. snoring and mouth breathing and all of the things, but there's no issues with their oxygen, like there's no what they call mm-hmm. gas exchange abnormalities. Um, if there's mm-hmm. no issues there, then it's considered to be like mild sleep apnea. If they're having major issues there, so yeah. like their O2 sats are dropping, which can be told through a sleep study. So if they're not offering mm-hmm. you a sleep study, you are well within your rights to ask for one of those. Um, mm-hmm. Then if they're seeing things like that, then that would be considered like quite an urgent problem that does need to be sorted out ASAP. Mm. Um, Triage you a bit differently, eh? Yes. Awesome. My gosh. I mean, like it's quite a heavy, heavy topic, but I feel like Mm. it just, we need so much more education about this in parenting world. Mm. I think it gives a lot of um, reason for a lot of the shit that we see going on with our kids sometimes. Like maybe you're not just a, you're not just a shit parent. Like there is something going (laughs) on, right? Like, you imagine like oh yeah 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 a hundred percent oh well thank you for joining us today guys um yeah please hit us in the dms as well if you want to chat this one through like we're more than happy to give you 
you know more advice or support or direction on any of this mm -hmm. um it's a pretty big doozy but it's definitely not one to sit on so please don't sit mm -hmm. on this like you get get active get planning and try and get the stuff resolved as quickly as possible because it was just going to make everybody's lives a lot easier on the other side so Definitely. thanks for being here team we'll see you next time bye bye and that is a wrap on today's episode if you've enjoyed the chaos and laughter as much as we have don't forget to hit that follow button share with your besties who need a good laugh and give us a like don't forget to check out our feel good parenthood courses where we tackle all things toddlerhood and sleep our Facebook group is open and ready for you now too. Show notes have the deets. Until next time, keep rocking your parenting game and remember, you are doing an incredible job.